Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Kentucky Good Vibes. I'm your host, Shayna Perkins, and today I have the pleasure of interviewing Charleston Native Nurse and Doctoral Prepare Psychiatric Nurse Practitioner, I'm sorry, Dr. Shayna Monique Williams. How are you today? I'm good, and it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a long, yeah, long It was like a tongue twister to me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so thank you for interviewing with me here at Kentucky Good Vibes. And with that being said, who is Dr. Shayna Monique Williams? Oh my goodness. So she is a, a thriver, not a survivor. Um, I have been through a lot of different things that brought me to this career. And um, I'm just absolutely passionate about being a psychiatric nurse practitioner. Um, gosh, I've done it since 2009. And oh. I'm actually amazed, like when I say it, I'm amazed at like some of the different things that I've done. So yeah, it's it's been a journey, but I appreciate the journey. Okay. You want to share some of the things that you've done over the years to get you to this point? Or oh my gosh. Um, so, I mean, in all honesty, how I got started in the um, profession was my aunt was a nurse mm -hmm. and um I was sexually assaulted my senior year of high school, and that is where my 24-year-old is from, mm -hmm. and um, I had the most wonderful nurse mm -hmm. that was kind and very gracious to me, and she, I was like, wow, I never thought about being a nurse. I always talked about being a doctor. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a doctor. Everybody from high school like, oh, you always talk about being a doctor. I said, well, I kind of am. Yeah. <laughs> um, but long story short, I went to a couple of therapists. Um, fortunately, my parents, even though we made some different decisions, um, my mom was like, hey, look, uh, you got to talk about this. This is a mm -hmm. lot. But I started encountering a lot of folks that didn't look like me, mm -hmm. um, that didn't understand the kind of life I came from. I had a couple of therapists that said to me, Oh, what's it like growing up with a single parent and in the hood? What? Um, what I think I'm from the hood. Parents. <laughs> yeah. I got a mom and a dad. They both married. They're both mm -hmm. college prepared. Um, I don't know anything about gunshots because I've lived in the suburbs all of my life. Yeah. So I don't know anything. <laughs> they and just came at you like that? Like, really? Yeah. And I was like, thank you and have a nice day. Yeah. But again, they didn't look like me. Yeah. Um. And so I was like, you know what? I want, I want something different. I want to be able to be able to heal people, be able to get them to a point where they feel like they can be functional in their lives. Mm -hmm. um, because every day there's something that happens to someone that impairs them, or there's something in their childhood that happened to them that froze them for the majority part of their life. And I... <laughs> I was in college and ran into a recruiter from the Medical University of South Carolina in Charleston. And she was from the nursing school. And she was like, have you ever heard of a nurse practitioner? I was like, What's no. <laughs> All I ever heard about is a physician assistant. Mm -hmm. And we, we got to talking and she was telling me how, you know, a nurse practitioner, they specialize, but they can also prescribe like a physician assistant. And even in some states, you can practice independently of a physician. I was like, are you independent? 
I am not because I happen to live in the wonderful two states where they require supervision. But oh, okay. Um, each state, which is interesting, is lobbying for nurse practitioners to be mm -hmm. independent because essentially we practice like we're independent anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So or do you, because I know um, I've met quite a few people that's like traveling nurses and stuff. Do you do mm -hmm. that as well? Um, I could. I do not because um, I am a single mom to my nine-year-old. So I prefer to be at home. So I've done a couple of different things. I have taken on um, a nine-to-five. Mm -hmm. um, I was an administrator over uh, um, a crisis facility, but that was like way too much. And I was always on my phone and I was like, okay, I want to be a little bit different. So I decided to open my own practice. I found a physician that I worked with for a long time that was able to like sponsor me. Mm -hmm. And she was like, she was like, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll sponsor you. You know, I'll do your supervisions, things like that. And so I was able to open my own practice, which is called Forever Healing Hearts and Minds. I only operate out of North Carolina for right now because I need a South Carolina doctor. Anybody out there want to? <laughs> so then I, um, I pretty much wanted to then um, do, I do telemed for my, my practice, but then I also have a nine to five where I actually see patients on an outpatient basis um, as well. So I get to meet all types of folks all the time and um, get to help them become functional in their lives from that one thing that's happened to them. And sometimes that's a time. That takes time. Um, for some people, it's re recognizing that that one thing, mm -hmm. um, that that one thing, you know, really just took them over the edge and they're, they're not sure how to, how to deal with that. And it was just like, Man, I don't know. I don't know anything else. I, I absolutely love it. I've I've done a lot of great things in my nursing career, but psychiatry really just it took me on a path of healing. It took me on a path of healing others. It took me on a path of writing books. <laughs> I mean, it it's and it's been it's been a blessing to me. A lot of my patients are a true blessing and have even helped me walk through certain I was going to ask you that too like sometimes like you could feel like you're helping them but in the you know the bigger pictures they're helping you as well you know and then a lot of a lot of times like a lot of people don't speak on what happens to them you know they'll just help everybody else but then go home and they'll feel a certain type of way like dang which I headed in me to, you know, the way I encourage people, yeah. you know, I need to encourage myself. I think we've all been through that, you know. Well, and I always phase. tell my patients, if your therapist or your nurse practitioner doesn't have somebody that they talk to, mm -hmm. you might want to find another one. <laughs> and they're like, why do you say that? And I'm like, because, like, I can't day in and day out listen to and take in everybody's, all their things and not have a place to put that. Mm -hmm. Or like, I mean, and, and sad to say, you know, I know some providers that are so emotionally disconnected, their patients can feel that. Yes, yes. And, you know, like, um, to be honest, self-care is very important, you know, mm -hmm. personal care, all that. Um, I see a counselor 
um, every two weeks. And at first I was afraid to see a counselor because I'm like, okay, I need to talk to somebody about, I'm not suicidal or nothing like that. But I just felt like I wanted to talk to someone that I didn't know. You know, it's not judgmental and let me just express myself, listen to me, you know. But then it got to the point to where I was like, okay, I'm going to see how these people do. This person does at this Uh point. I mean, I've been seeing them for, I think it's been like since February. I mean, I look forward to it every two weeks. Right. And it's it's just gotten better and better and better. But a lot of people won't do it because they feel like, oh, people are going to think I'm crazy. And that's the mindset that I had. Or if I do it, they're going to judge me. Uh, They're going to, no. My psychiatrist, Mm-mm. no, no, because it's really, it's really about being like, okay, I got this thing that's going on. I got to get it out of my head because you and I both know that, you know, even as, as women, as career women, as women with things that we deal with, or just people mm-hmm. in general, like you tend to think a lot. Yeah. And the more you think, the more you process something, the more you break it down. The more you think about it, the more worse it gets. And you're like, before you know it, you're like, wait a minute, how did I get to this spot where I'm upset about yeah. the fact that the sky is blue? Because mm-hmm. I've met people, sure, I'm angry that the sky is blue. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> how, did, how did we get there? Like, yeah. But then again, you have to, you know, like look at it like, okay, well, your position, like you're a nurse and nurse practitioner, doctor, all of that. But at the same time, they're looking at you like you're the life coach, you know, mm-hmm. you're like training them how to not, not necessarily training them, but you're helping them to cope with their feelings and cope with the things that they, you know, um, have issues coping with. Right. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's so what what was really rewarding, if I could uh, share for a second, was when I started to meet like a lot of men and women like going through divorce. And I was like, why am I meeting all of these people? And each one of them was like drastically different. So like, I mean, I've had folks from um, from same-sex marriages to um, partnerships to open marriages mm-hmm. and you know, they were all going through their divorces. And I was like, what? What's going on? And then I went through mine. Mm-hmm. And I was able to see how they were able to walk through their pathway of each part of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. So, gosh, you know, she can walk through this. I think I could do it. Mm-hmm. like she tried this or you know this and this will happen or you know and I'm a little bit personable with my folks I don't tell them all my business but like, mm-hmm. they were like hey doc something's a little different you all right mm-hmm. I'm like, oh well you know some stuff's going on and to set in the third or if I gotta you know I'll tell them hey if I gotta change around some stuff there's some things going on personally and and they're like oh okay you know but one of my patients like really blessed me she was like you know I really had to figure out for myself what I loved about myself Mm -hmm. to decide whether or not I needed to stay where I was or if I needed to be in a different place, like if I deserved more. Mm -hmm. 
I was like, well, crap. I don't think I asked myself that question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good question. <laughs> um, because like, you know, I had already been through like a lot of trauma. And then like you bring two folks together that like I had a great childhood, but my teenage, my, the latter part of my teenagehood stepping into my adulthood sucked. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I don't know if I really dealt with that. So I started dealing with it, but I was married by then. And there were certain expectations that he had of me. And I was like, ooh, I don't know if I'm the right person. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, I was like, there's some stuff I don't really like about this. Mm-hmm. And the hardest part was to really, you know, be able to look at him and say like, hey, look, I'm not happy. You're not happy. Let's just walk away from this. You know, when people say, oh, we just said, well, I'm not happy, you know, this, that, and the other, let's just walk away. I, I, I just can't imagine people just saying, okay, yeah, let's just do that. Okay. You know, I just can't see that. But people have told me that they've done that and it, they're, they've been fine and now they're friends. And I'm like, I just couldn't be like, yeah, let's, this ain't working. Let's just walk away. Oh, okay. All right. Let me yeah, go no, it, it, he, he wasn't okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was like, what? No, like, it's not what I want. And it, it got, you know, it got bad. But like, you know, my my prayer, my hope is that one day we get to the point where we can actually have a discussion about what happened on his side, what happened on my side, and just meet in the middle to be what we to be the best version of ourselves for our nine-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, because like he's a great person. Mm-hmm. Just not for me. Mm-hmm. We, we, we couldn't, we couldn't get it together. And I wasn't about to keep settling and kind of going, okay, well, I think I'll deal with that. Mm-hmm. Or, okay, you know what? I won't do this instead of this. Or to feel like I'm in a competition. Yeah. And then, you know, divine intervention, I meet back up with a, a sixth grade boyfriend who is absolutely amazing and there are things that I don't have to there's things I don't have to settle for there's things that he showed you the yearbook <laughs> Remember oh, he was the no he could check yes or no boyfriend like hey, will you be my girlfriend yes or no like and, and it's funny because we have this sixth grade no I yearbook say, sixth grade yearbook I got the seventh grade See? I was the got all the yearbooks so I'm like really formal right so I'm like taller than him mm-hmm. in this picture and you know but we look back at it and we're like we're kind of the same people like I get to be goofy with him mm-hmm. everybody sees me as this serious doctorate prepared nurse practitioner you know some people say well you have this resting like serious face and I'm like well I kind of have to well, you have a calm, nurturing voice. I, I wouldn't take it as like being You'd be surprised. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but but you could be doing it for the, okay. for the show. Hey, everybody. It's me. Come see me if I quit. <laughs> Seriously. Like, but, this is, but that's the funny part. This is who I am naturally. Yeah. yeah. And I wasn't that person before. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I get to be this goofy person with him, and he's like, you know, it's so cool because he's like, it's so cool because I get to see the goofy side of you, mm-hmm. like prankster, not the serious, 
I'm in, I'm in, you know, psych mode. I'm helping people kind of thing. And so, you know, he was like, you smile a lot more. You talk a lot more. You're relaxed a lot more. I used to be really, really like just like stiff and tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And very like, yeah. And it's, um, that's why I say it's been a journey, but it's been a great journey and I've get I've got to evolve. I've got to show people that you know nurse practitioners are different. Mm-hmm. You know, um, psychiatrists are not bad. I'm not saying that because I have I have to say that. You like, what are you trying to say psychiatrists? Are no, people just some people prefer a nurse practitioner. I'm a little bit more nurturing. Sometimes. So, what's the difference between the nurse practitioner and the psychiatrist? So, the psychiatrist, um, they have a little bit more. Um, privileges than I do so they can admit folks to the hospital I nurse practitioners currently and from where my knowledge we are not given that privilege in the two states I've been in so y'all for the record I've been in North Carolina and South Carolina that's all the places I've been I can't (laughs) other states so um leave me alone (laughs) right Uh, psychiatrists can have their own practices in all 50 states and can operate independently in their own practices um, but their malpractice is woo. They're, the liability for them is really, really bad. And it's now being even discussed politically, the liability for nurse practitioners as we take on more independence. So like mm-hmm. some of my colleagues that work like in California, like they have their own thing. Some of my colleagues that are in Arizona, they can run their own thing. They <laughs> don't even need to have the supervision of a doctor on their license Mm. like I have to have that in the two states that I've been in there's a couple other states um but you know some states are going hey let's give nurse practitioners full practice authority and we're getting it so um but no I I have some psychiatrists I have learned like tremendous things from Mm -hmm. um gosh I can't I can't even begin to name them all because I might miss some of them. But like, I mean, even some of, you know, psychiatrists I've encountered at Recovery Innovations, the psychiatrist at Duke that I worked with, uh, so many different psychiatrists that I've worked with and learned from, and they are willing to teach. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I've met some psychiatrists. I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to be bothered with you. <laughs> uh, but um, we we're learning to I see this and be like, I want to see talking about me. <laughs> right. Some of them might be there. Why don't you just go? Uh, she told she talking about Shana. Who are you trying to who are you trying to say? No, not oh, yeah, we have the same name. Me and you. I forgot to mention <laughs> right. that. Yes, I'm I saw Shana that. Too. <laughs> I saw that. And what's funny, is, what's funny is is I saw um the whispers interview. Okay. And I was like, gosh, this is a really great show. Da, 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 da. The next day I know, oh, I don't want to do it. <laughs> and oh, so it's it's been great. But no, like I have done, I I am learning to toot my own horn. I'm very, very humble. Um I I precept students, like it's it's a it's a wonderful career. Um do you work with the schools? I do. I do. I work with different schools. So um, I've worked with Walden. I've worked with, uh, oh gosh, 
East Kentucky University? Oh, Eastern. Eastern. See, I always jacked it up. Every I went to Eastern. I just transferred from there. <laughs> so I work with their students, um, Duke students, UNC, um, because I don't want to be that professional that they can't learn from me. Yes. Or we can't cross that pathway. Even now with the company that I work with in Charleston called Life Stamps, um, I kind of had to toot my own horn because yeah. they're like, hey, you got to do this whole profile about yourself because people will pick, mm -hmm. you know, pick what you have. And I'm like, oh, and they're like, you've written three books. And I was like, well, I wrote, you know, I wrote some chapters in some books, but that was for my own healing. And they're like, put mm -hmm. it on there. And I'm like, oh, and I don't even advertise my own stuff. Yeah. I'm learning to do all of that. But so like, I was very appreciative for this. And this opportunity to kind of put myself out there, but also let people know that there are, you know, psychiatric nurse practitioners that are out here and, um, you know, we're, we're good for the profession. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So can you tell us about your books? Yes. And I'm going to take this video thing off because I know that that background will not let us see that. So I'm going to do that. So I have, um, I didn't even notice the background. See that I'm, I'm in tunnel vision. I'm like, I'm just focused on you, not the background. <laughs> no, I, I was like, let me blur that really quick. Um, <laughs> but I have three books. Um, the very first one I did was when I met an actual life coach. Her name is Debbie LaShawn. And um, we were talking about just life in general. Like, how do you fall in love with yourself? And I think we met in like a divorce group. And she was like, hey, you know, I would love to work with you. You know, what's going on with you? I posted something. And I gave her the runaround for like two years. Mm -hmm. And so what I did was um, I finally got with her and we talked about vulnerability and, you know, the courageous story, the sexual assault, the marriage, how that fell apart. And I wrote my very first book called The Power of the V. Mm. Oh, powerful. <laughs> now, the V means vulnerability. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, but it is, it is powerful though. <laughs> it is. It is. We are powerful. You know, we, you know it is. <laughs> what did you say? And so she was like, um, so we picked, you know, all of us came up with The Power of the V because we really wanted to bring people in and it is seven of us that have gotten together and written about our stories. Um, that was the first thing I wrote about. And that was like, kind of like the walls of Wonder Woman. So the four mm -hmm. walls of Wonder Woman. Um, and it talked about me getting those walls down and, you know, not, and understanding who I was and who I wanted in my camp and my tribe and things like that. Um, and then I got approached by another life coach who I had been in contact with. We had done a couple of things, a couple of events together and had like commonalities with different people. And I wrote a chapter in Healing Toxic Habits, Volume 2, with Letitia Nicole. And it looks like this. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the title was The Settling of the Sacrificial Lamb. So my toxic behavior was I always settle to make people happy, even if it means that I have to sacrifice myself. 
And as I walked through my divorce and did therapy and other stuff, I was like, oh, I ain't doing that no more. I, I had to work on that too. Like, I, I went I went to life coaching a, a school as well. And we had to um, figure things out just like you had to figure things out. And right, you know, she was like, what is your, um, not your limit, but your... Um, Help me out. Help me out. I'm fruit. <laughs> yeah. What is, what is your, what's your, what's your why? Yeah. What is your, okay. The, what's, I, I had to I, learn how to start saying no. Right. What's people. your no? Yeah. And then my last book um, is called The Waiting Room. So um, Debbie LaShawn and I paired back up again with uh, seven other ladies and um, seven awesome ladies. Oh my gosh. Like all of the ladies are awesome, but like, mm -hmm these ladies like we we doing a we on like this pathway that we didn't even realize mm -hmm. so the waiting room looks like this hmm. I like that and color. she does not have a facial expression for a reason mm -hmm. um but my topic uh my chapter title was w-a-i-t so wait but it's called why am I so troubled hmm. so I took myself back through my childhood in this one and mm -hmm. how I talked about the waiting room mm -hmm. and how you get in the waiting room and you're kind of waiting for different things and there's different things in there to distract you. But like, as you start to go through the journey of life and you go back from the waiting room into mm -hmm. that hallway, there's all these doors of all the different things that you haven't encountered yet. Mm -hmm. Now, the question is, is, as you encounter each thing, do you go back to the waiting room or do you go to the next door? So that's what this chapter was about, the waiting room. Okay, cool. Now everybody's like, so when are you writing your own book? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> How many pages do you have in that book? Oh, gosh, each one. Um, let's see. So I go all the way. I think it's about 20 pages in each one. Okay. But it's different good chapters. If you want one, let me know. I'll be happy to send you one. Um, but yes, like... This is amazing. I am so happy for this opportunity. I am so humbled by this opportunity. Um, this is a what you have a wonderful, wonderful podcast. Thank you. Thank you. It, it's growing, me. definitely growing. <laughs> <laughs> definitely growing. And um, so with that being said, is there anything that you would like to uh add before we wrap up? Uh, any words of advice to those seeking to get into the medical field? Go with your passion. Mm -hmm. Don't go with what you think is going to make you the most money. Yes, the money is great, but the the passion that you have for it, the blessing that you feel from it, the rewards you get from it, it doesn't even begin to touch the money. Um, I know I know a lot of people, you know, say, "Oh, I'm going in health field because I don't have to work as hard. I make this money." Da da da. But it's a lot emotionally. So the second thing I would say is take care of yourself emotionally. Mm -hmm. As you start to get into the medical field, if you start to get into the healthcare field, because there's some challenging things that could easily flip your mind faster than you think. I've seen a lot of stuff. I've even been shot at. Oh, wow. Yeah. Travel oh. nursing. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's, um, and then <laughs> that's a wrap. No, I'm just <laughs> right. And then <laughs> lastly, just enjoy your journey. Mm -hmm. Enjoy your journey. And look at everything as the next step to building upon that foundation that was once shaky. 
Okay. Okay. And um, is there a, a way that people can get in contact with you to get a book um, that Absolutely. you can show? Okay. So on Facebook, I am, hold on. I always ha I have different names. So on my Facebook, I am Doc Shana Monique. Mm -hmm. On Instagram, I am Doc Butterfly 08. And that has a lot to do with one of my aunts who is now deceased that called me her butterfly. And now I know how to fly. So, okay. I'm Doc Butterfly 08 on Instagram. And then on TikTok, I am Doc Shana. Okay. Okay. We're two different Shanas. Right. <laughs> I am S H A N A. She's Shana, AKA. <laughs> exactly. And yes, um, I love my sorors and Gamma Xi Omega in Charleston. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you for interviewing here with me at Kentucky Good Vibes. And with that being said, I would love to follow up with you in the near future. And I, yes, I would definitely love a book or Absolutely. all three of them. And okay. um, that being said, once again, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Thanks.